He's always mistakenly British. Tea and crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Mark Stein. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for Mark Stein, the one, the only, the man that is known worldwide for saving media in distress. And there is a media company that is in horrible distress today. NBC drew the worst Olympic ratings ever. They have never had ratings that sucked as much as these Olympic ratings. They sucked. And we understand, ladies and gentlemen, that NBC has reached out to our very own Mark Stein to see whether he can come in and help them save the next set of Olympic Games wherever they may be held. In communist China, in communist North Korea, or even... In the Ukraine. Yeah, they, they probably will be in the Ukraine. Um, I, I don't know. I, I knew they were terrible uh, ratings, but I don't care how low they go. Even if, you know, there were only 27 people watching, that's still 27 too much. I can't believe it was absolutely disgraceful the way N- NBC was just regurgitating uh, Chai Com propaganda on this as if it's a normal sporting event, which it certainly wasn't. And we know that because the guy who carried the uh, Olympic torch for China last time round was in 2008, I think this was, was a Uyghur who lit, who, who carried it, came in with the Olympic torch and lit the Olympic flame. And everyone was going, oh, how nice they've, they've let a Uyghur carry the <laughs> Olympic torch. He's now living in America. He hasn't <laughs> spoken. His father was seized like six or seven years ago, and he hasn't heard a word about him since. I mean, this idea that you could say, oh, have you been watching uh, the Genocide Olympics? Yeah, they'd so, <laughs> I love it. Like, I love the two-man luge when the, when the guy's hurtling down that thing and he arches his back so he doesn't crush the private parts of the fellow underneath him and it's there. you can hear the ice crunching and it almost drowns out uh, the sound of the Uyghurs being tortured next door. I don't know how you could I don't know how you could begin to watch that as a sporting event. Well, <clears throat> apparently not many people did. Now Mark before we get to the Ukrainian, I cannot, by the way, Mark, the clip last night of you on GBTV, I, Mark, priceless. <laughs> well, priceless. Hey, I hey. am encouraging people to go find it because I can't even explain it. You have to watch Mark Stein in action. Look, there's, there's nothing <laughs> difficult about it. When you've got Kamala Harris, 
It's basically that the jokes are just dropping off the trees into your lap when you've got when okay the 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 lone hyperpower on the planet, the the nation that is going to persuade uh, Vladimir Putin to back down, and the way we're going to do it is we're going to send Kobala Harris to the Munich Security Conference. This is just it was uh, hysterical. Yeah. I well, think, now now the Biden administration. Wait. Before we even go there, let's talk about what's happening up north with your people, okay? Your peeps. Your peeps. All these years, I've been hearing your people gloating to me about how backwards America is compared to Canada. Oh, you people are so violent down here. Oh, you people have a police state down here. Oh, you people in America don't respect people's individual freedoms. Well, this past week, what did we see? We saw Canadian stormtroopers beating up truckers, beating up journalists beating up women and and then today we learn that they're gloating about it they've been texting each other hey make sure i get a turn to beat up some of those truckers and not only that then they froze money there's this poor woman single mom she dared send them fifty dollars and you know what her punishment is they froze her bank account she can't feed her children Mm. and then you have canada now they have checkpoints up where are your papers where are your papers This is, I changed my mind. We don't need to invade Canada because those people up there play rough. Those are some really violent people up north, and we had no idea. Well, I I didn't hear much of that past the bit where you said Canadian stormtroopers, which is not a phrase I ever thought I would be hearing. But you're right in this situ- in this situation, your Ukraine and uh, and Justin Trudeau is Putin, and <laughs> he's going to pick off. He'll just be doing like what Putin did today. He'll say, "Oh yeah, we're uh, we're annexing Idaho and Wyoming," and you'll be thinking, "What? Wait, what was that?" Uh, no, it's it's abs- it's terrible. It's not re- you know it's not really funny. There's nothing. What he's done is not like anything in Canadian history. And what is even more disturbing is that very few Canadians. You know, we talked about it on my uh, television show out of London, and and uh, a lot of people pointed out that it's actually getting more coverage on TV and radio in London than it is in Toronto or Montreal or anything. Most people don't even know how disgracefully Trudeau has shamed and dishonored his country. This is just, I mean, it really is astounding. And I don't know, do you think that um, after this thing quells down that he's going to remain in power? Mr. Trudeau. Well, I, I don't think so. I mean, what it is, is it's, it's, there's a class element to this, and it's basically the people who haven't been hurt by the last two years, which is like the laptop class. The people who say, oh, it's so great now, I don't have to drive into the office anymore, I can just work on my laptop at home and zoom it in. Uh, and the bureaucratic class who haven't lost a penny, uh, whether you're talking north or south of the border, since this whole thing got going, uh, against people who have to just get out there in the real world like truckers. So if the real world shuts down, 
that's their lives pretty well wrecked if you're a hairdresser or you're a waitress or, or whatever. And the, and the question is how you, he's he's someone. The, the, the dangerous thing about this is they're now talking about making these emergency powers permanent. Oh, and goodness. what he is, he's taken the January 6th approach. All those guys sitting in jail for uh, a year and a quarter now uh, who still haven't got a trial date for their trespassing charge. They don't need a trial date. Uh, they can, they've skipped the trial and they're already serving the sentence. If you've been in jail since January the 7th and you haven't got a, a trial date, maybe that's because you're already serving the sentence. Wow. And, and, and what he wants, he wanted this to be his own January the 6th. And the truckers were more disciplined than that, so they didn't uh, barge their way into Parliament or anything. And so he's brought in all these things where you can just have your bank account frozen. And uh, by the way, one thing that would hurt, though, hurt would be if, you know, all the banks in uh, in New York, right, James, are... Mm-hmm. Canadian TD. <laughs> TD. Have you seen yeah. TD? Its slogan is America's Neighborhood Bank. TD stands for Toronto Dominion. And it's America's neighborhood bank in the sense that Canada is in the general neighborhood of America. But if people were to, if New Yorkers were to say, I don't want to bank, I feel uncomfortable uh, uh, banking at an institution that's in league with Justin Trudeau, that would actually send a strong message uh, to, uh, to Canada. Wow, that's an interesting idea. Let us turn our attention, Mark, to Ukraine. Let us first visit the Washington Post and Eugene Robinson. The headline, I almost gagged and retched. With Biden standing firm, Putin must wonder, where's Trump when I need him? (laughs) Well, for a start, start, James, I don't care if you live to 137. Life is too short to read Eugene Robinson (laughs) in the Washington Post. He's one of the most ludicrous columnists. Um, But in this case, you know, what was so pathetic was uh, Kamala uh, yesterday, whenever it was, when she was in Munich, and then Joe Biden uh, a couple of hours ago. And Putin is looking at these people and and he's thinking to himself, if this were a serious nation, they would not be putting these people up on the world stage. And, you know, whenever I understand electoral politics and sometimes you need to elect someone who's who checks the right boxes and has got an appealing life story. But you always assume that behind them, there's all these cynical old real politique guys who know what they're doing. And the fact is that in the Biden administration, there's no one, there's no one who can take it to blink. Anthony Blinken sounds an idiot. Just to bring it back to Canada for a minute, the night before the fall of Kabul in Afghanistan, American humiliation, he was tweeting, I've just had a very productive discussion with the Canadian foreign minister. (laughs) 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 <laughs> the Taliban are laughing, you know, uh, at that, and Putin is laughing at that, and Chairman Xi is laughing at that, and that's not a good place for any country to be in. Well, okay, so first of all, the Biden administration, Mark, couldn't make up its mind whether they would call the presence of Russian troops in the Ukraine an invasion. There was mm-hmm. some doubt to them as to what they should call it. 
So finally, after much deliberation, much back and forth, they decided to call the invasion an invasion. Yeah. And now the idea is that they're going to sanction two Russian banks and they're going to target elites with sanction, and that's supposed to scare Putin into submission. We're going to put sanctions on him. Now, the thing about it is, because of all the build-up to this, all the weeks and weeks, of, oh, you better not invade Ukraine, you better not invade Ukraine, Ukraine. and Putin then looks at Kamala Harris and goes, ah, what the hell? And, uh, and so, so if you had... you. They, they've all had time, and they've had all the time to coordinate it. And if they were going, if, they were, if sanctions were going to mean anything, they had to have absolutely ruthless killer sanctions uh, from all the Western nations uh, of, of similar degree, and they didn't. Uh, his, his Biden's thing was rubbish. Uh, Boris Johnson's uh, sanctions in the House of Commons, that's more rubbish. Even the Germans, when they're, they're going to disavow that pipeline, uh, the, the, that's actually the fourth pipeline bringing Russian gas uh, through the, what the Germans call the Nord, uh, uh, the Ostsee, the Eastern Sea, to Germany. Uh, So there's three Russian to German pipelines that are going to keep going. And 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 so none of this is going to make any none of this is going to make any real world difference to Putin. So at the end of the day, Putin wins in the Ukraine. He's going to have his troops there. They're already saying and, and telegraphing that the bases that they put up in these two provinces that that Putin declared to be now sovereign. uh, Russia's going to have permanent bases in there, which means he's taking over Ukraine like it or not, and we're going to stand by and just say sanctions, 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 and at the end of the day, he'll be in Ukraine, and Joe Biden will still be saying, yeah, but we punished him with sanctions. Is that? Do I have this right, or do you think this is going to um, explode into some kind of a war that goes beyond this? Well, you know, there's, there's a, there are people who think you can use this for principally for your domestic I mean, for example, in Germany, the price of uh, gas, the price of home heating, the home heating bills are skyrocketing. And they would have skyrocketed regardless of what Putin did uh, in Ukraine. So the Germans are figuring, well, if we can somehow figure out a way to blame home heating bills on Putin, that would work for us. And I think that's there's a, an element of that in what Biden is doing. You know, Biden is going to is going to say, well, we're imposing sanctions on Ukraine. And yes, we're all going to have to uh, pull together and bear the brunt of that. So when uh, gas is nine bucks a gallon, don't blame me, blame Putin. There's an there's an there's an he wanted after Afghanistan, he wanted to give the impression that America could win a war without actually having to go to war. So that's why you've had all this sort of jousting for the last few weeks. Putin has just, and he's not taking Ukraine, he's taking as much of Ukraine as he thinks is useful to him. And the, and the fact is that there's nothing Joe Biden's got or Ka- Kamala Harris. We all know Kamala couldn't even couldn't find Ukraine on a map. I'm not sure she could find Europe on a map. It's, it's quite it's quite, you know, the, the strange thing, the strange thing about this is, you know, how this was a couple of years ago. We all think, oh, yeah, they're going to get Biden elected. And then six weeks in, uh, he's going right. to step down for bad and, and Kamala's going to take over. 
Right. And, and then, and then they, it suddenly dawned on them that her early onset <laughs> dementia is way worse than his. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, until she's uh, promoted to the Supreme Court and Hillary is appointed uh, vice president, they're basically stuck with this. Oh, what a mess. Mark, uh, I wanted to ask you, and maybe we can cover it next time. I will ask you really quickly. we got about a minute left. Okay, Ezra Klein has a column today that the worst thing about Joe Biden's policy is the starvation that's happening in Afghanistan now, that it's getting worse. And he's Ezra Klein, the wonderkin of the liberal left, predicts that Afghanistan is going to be Biden's biggest foreign policy failure. Well, it's an American humiliation, and they're in terrible straits in Afghanistan. But what's interesting to me is that it's such a terrible, it was such a terrible thing, the fall of Kabul, that even the American right doesn't actually really want to talk about it that much because it's so bad. So he might, he might actually skate on that, no matter how ludicrous these beribboned Pentagon guys with all their medals, you know, I think they actually hand out the those medals for losing wars now because I can't understand how thoroughly modern Millie has got so many of them. Exactly. Uh, um, but uh, I, I know one's for acing diversity class and the other is, you know, for having the best frock at uh, trans transgender uh, day at West Point and all the rest of it. But I mean, the thing is, he's got away with that because the right, uh, to a certain extent, can't bear to confront the abyss into which uh, America fell during those few weeks uh, last August. Uh, Mark, thank you so much. Where can people find you on GBTV? And, folks, you have to to see this clip. It is hysterical. Where can they find you? If you go to, I think it's up there now at gbnews.uk. So that's pretty easy to find, gbnews.uk. Thank you so much, Mark. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Thanks, as always, James. Appreciate it. WABC Talk Radio 77, that's the one, the only, Mark Steiner. We are so fortunate to have him join us every Tuesday. Uh, WABC Talk Radio 77, your calls are welcome. And this is 2-2-2-2-2. It is 2-22-22. And you can give us a call, and we'll be happy to take your phone calls along with going with the other news that's in the day. And there is plenty of news to cover. So don't you dare go away.